Man, I don't know if you've been to the dentist. I don't know if you brush your teeth every day, floss, do those things that you got to do. But taking care of your teeth is very highly important. I try to. I brush. I do the flossing. Not as much as I should, but I do. But as you get older, some bad teeth. Wisdom teeth still in. I'm in my mid-30s. And they're getting bad. And they hurt really, really bad. So I'm going to talk through pain through this entire episode. But gotta talk about the awesomeness we gotta talk about. So who cares about pain? And for real, tooth pain, teeth pain, it's the worst. The worst. It affects everything. I've had headaches for like two straight weeks. Stomach gets weird. You feel like you're in constant pain. They're getting yanked soon. Gonna be okay. But just saying, take care of your teeth. We're starting episode two. Hundred of Edge of Your Seat podcast with a public service announcement about your teeth. Yeah, we just did that. On this epic episode, we have Newman baseball coach Kenny Kerner. What a cool guy. First time I'd ever talked to him, he was a second year coach, but his first year as the head baseball coach for Sterling Newman was the COVID-19 year. So really his first year was this past summer, and he took the Comets to their first sectional victory. They got a sectional with him, first ever in program history. That is fantastic. He's pumped up about his program, pumped up about baseball, returning seven players to this next season. Watch out for Newman, for sure. Can't wait for you guys, the listeners, to listen to Kenny Kerner. Great coach. He's got a lot of awesomeness on the way for him. Let's do the plugs real quick. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but you can check out Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcasts with an S. It is plural backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Social media wise, Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. Have any questions, suggestions? Don't like something I said? Do like something I said. The same with the guest. You like, you dislike. You want to advertise with Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Anything under the sun, send an email. Edge of Your Seat Podcast at gmail.com. Special shout out to my SIU alum, brother Brian Cavelli for hooking Edge of Your Seat Podcast up with the intro and outro beat. Did I say this was episode 200? Because this is episode 200. Wow, man. Can't believe it. Started this in October of 2019, and we're here. 200. Wow. It's been fun. We're going to keep going, keep blasting these interviews, blasting everything that's going on, sports-wise, movie-wise, music-wise, current events-wise, whatever we want to talk about. That's what we do here. We keep you on the edge of your seat. Speaking of, we're going to introduce a new segment. 200, why not? Always cool for change, right? We're going to do something called Name of the Game. Every single show from here on out, at the very end, I'm going to pick a name that I like the best. Whether it's I couldn't say it, whether it looks cool, whether it sounds cool, you know, whatever. We're going to play the name of the game. Local boy, local girl, local coach, national, college, any name that is said on this show is nominated for Name of the Game. It'll be fun. We like fun at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. 
This show is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. We got to kick it off with some scores, some accomplishments, some awesomeness going on in the area. We'll break down Tuesdays and Wednesdays, so August 31st and September 1st go around. I'm recording this September 2nd. That's a Thursday at 6.30 a.m. Might not come out until later. Do have to go to the Jizzob in a few hours or so. So we'll try to get as much of this done. Then you got to edit. So hopefully maybe by lunchtime, but this will come out today. Can't hold on to Kenny Kerner any longer. Can't hold on to these awesome scores and accomplishments. So let's get to them. Tuesday, August 31st, boys soccer. Sycamore beats Willowbrook. 3-0. A nice little shutout victory for the Spartans. Mendota is on a roll. They are 9-0 overall. Eight shutouts. This was another shutout, beating Riverdale 9-0. The last match that they played, they beat Depew 9-0. So they're 18-0 in the last two. Eight shutouts. That is crazy. Yahir Diaz with the hat trick. He is a hat trick machine every single time. He gets on the field. Ricky Orozco also had two goals. Streeter, shutout Hersher, 3-0. Another shutout, Genoa Kingston knocked off Oregon, 8-0. Let's go to the golf course. We'll start with the girls. Byron beat Stillman Valley, 194-204. For Byron, Amelia Dunsinth was the medalist with a 43. Sterling lost to Galesburg. This was a tough one. 211, 221. Maddie Pink for Sterling was the medalist with a 42. In a quad, LaSalle Peru defeated Seneca 217, 242, while St. Bede and Sandwich didn't have enough girls for a team score. For LP, Grace Antle led the way for the Lady Cavs with a 50. Flipping over to the boys' side of the golf course. Hall won a triangular against St. Bede and Kiwani as the Red Devils had 169, the Bruins 177, and the Boilermakers 198. The freshman Landon Plim is amazing. He's going to be a four-year stud. Golfer of the year in the area. Man, blowing people away. Medalist, 37. Grant Plim, a 41. Nate Arati, a 44. And Rivers Jordan, a 47. Geneseo knocked off Sterling, 164 to 181. Cam O'Brien led the way for Sterling with a 42. And another triangular, Mendota kind of split. Riverdale had a 150, Mendota 177, and Erie Prophetstown a 200. For Mendota, Ethan Hanneman and Clay Buffington each had 42s. The Cavaliers and LaSalle knocked off Morris, 160 to 172. Carter Fenza, 38. Coleman Rundle, 39. Caden Venezuela, a 40. And Carter Normachek, a 43. Let's get back inside. Let's go to the volleyball court. Indian Creek defeated Ashton Franklin Center, a.k.a. AFC, in two sets. Fieldcrest defeated Putnam County, 25-22, 25-18. Mendota defeated Burrow Valley, 25-16, 25-14. To the swimming pool, Sterling crushed DeKalb Sycamore, 114-50. Cross country is running, taking place, giving us winners. 
at the Pontiac Quad Streeter. The girls finished second, boys finished third. For the Streeter boys, Caden Danko won the boys race. Let's go to Wednesday, September 1st, boys soccer. DeKalb won, Crystal Lake Central nothing. Those are two powerhouse squads, gonna be tough every time. LaSalle Peru got a 5-2 Interstate 8 victory over Plano by a bunch of people. Cavaliers had all kinds of people to help out. Seth Adams had two goals. Brian Gonzalez had a goal. Levi Halleck had a goal. Gio Garcia had a goal. Everybody pitching in for the Cavaliers. Geneseo also got a W with a 1-0 victory over Moline. Geneseo is now 5-0 overall and 1-0 in the Western Big Six Conference. Let's go back to the golf course. In a triangular, Hall is now 6-3, got two victories here as they had a 179. Morrison, a 192. Erie Prophetstown, a 200. Again, Landon Plim showing what he can do. Scores a 40 for the medalist honors. LP defeated Princeton, 159-181. For the Cavaliers, John Malota led the way with a 37. Coleman Rundle, a 38. Carter Fenza and Connor Normachek had 42s. St. Bede in a triangular split the way. Sherrard with a 170. St. Bede with a 179. And Rock Ridge with a 183. The girls' side of things, Earlville lost to Yorkville, but had two awesome performances, a 44 from Cadence Harp and a 46 from Ella McGuire. Volleyball, Mendota, after defeating Burrow Valley on Tuesday, gets a three-set victory over LaSalle, Peru. 25-22, 23-25, 25-22. The Mendota volleyball team looks very, very tough this year, knocking off everybody in their path. Hinkley Big Rock defeated Plano 29-27, 25-23. Talk about a tough match there. And DeKalb won against Geneva in two sets. I know I say this every episode, but man, it feels good to talk about sports and read off these scores and everything because it's pure awesomeness. This show is brought to you by Sherman Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a small town, the staff of General Manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz and Doug Safranek, pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle, they want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want in cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Doug Safranek is from Mendota, Basketball Player of the Year in 2003, and is ready to use his knowledge of vehicles to connect with your wishes to get you the vehicle you're searching for. Jason Hintz has been with Shimmer Mendota Ford for six years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Shimmer family. Ski, Jason, and Doug will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.MendotaFord.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Shimmer Mendota Ford. Week one of football season was this past Friday, Saturday, and Monday as well. Now we're going into week two. We got the week one rankings 
of our teams that are in the mix looking real good so far. In Class 7A, DeKalb receives two votes. Not in the top 10, but they're receiving some love. In 5A, Sterling is number 5 after being number 6 last week. Sycamore dropped from number 4 to number 9 in the Week 1 polls. Receiving votes outside of the top 10, Morris got 5 votes and LaSalle Peru received 4. In 4A, Cole City is number 9 after being 8 last week. 3A, Princeton moves up 2 spots going from 4 to number 2. Byron went up one as they were seven in the preseason polls and now number six. In 2A, Sterling Newman goes up as they are now number five after being tied for sixth a week ago. And in Class 1A, Anwan Weathersfield ties for fourth after being sixth last week. St. Bede also receiving votes outside the top ten, getting some love. The Bruins receive nine votes. A lot of awesome football happening around here and volleyball and boys soccer and boys golf and girls golf and girls tennis and I can just and 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 cross country and 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 everything is awesome these players these teams these coaches do an amazing job let's put the spotlight on them as much as possible let's also put the spotlight on sisters slinging codes and saving you loads it's not easy to shop nowadays Store shopping is non-existent, or it's a chore to get to a store. Online shopping is where it's at. But what sites do you go to? Which sites are spam? Are you really going to get an item, or did you just donate money? Which sites have the best deals? Sister Slinging Codes and Saving You Loads makes the headache of shopping much easier and cheaper. The sisters, owners Tanya and Cassie Milas, find limited time deals or coupon codes and share them on their Facebook page. Sister Slinging Codes, and Saving You Loads. If there's something you're searching for, send them a message and they'll find it for you. They've already partnered with Amazon and plan to add many more partnerships for the best deals on all items. Through Amazon, Amazon Prime will be needed to purchase an item. But if you don't have it, no worries. The sisters will send you a link for a free 30-day trial period so you can get the items you can't live without. We all like cheap and easy to find, what about free? Sister Slinging Codes and Saving You Loads has giveaways. They've already held two drawings and are now working on their 100 follower giveaway. The winner of the drawing after 100 FB followers has been reached will receive a bundle of items seen on their page. How do you do this? Three steps, you pick one. Invite a friend and tag the invited friend on the post. Share post, the sisters are tracking all shares. Order through a link and comment got it on the post. Do one of those three and you'll be entered. Follow the Sisters Slinging Codes and Saving You Loads Facebook page to save you money and easily find all the items you're looking for or even the items that just catch the eye. Any additional questions, send the sisters a message on Facebook or an email at tccsbusiness19 at gmail.com. We're talking about baseball. We're talking about sports outdoors. Yeah, because this is like the best time of the year. It's warm. Pools are still open. Baseball. Who doesn't love baseball in the summer? The grill's fired up. And all renovations can be made on your home. We all have improvements we want to make on our home, whether it's inside on any floor in any room. 
stairs, tiling, bathroom, bedroom, front room, kitchen, outside at the standing level, siding, windows. If you look up, man, I need some new shingles. I need a new roof. You look around, the garage and shed look dingy. They're tore up. Or you don't even have one. You name it, Olsen Construction has the ability to make everything in your house suit you and your family. Olsen Construction is a licensed and insured family-owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Not only do brothers Keith Miles and Tommy Olsen have the skills to install, demolish, build, recreate, calculate, formulate, and percolate, it's time for the percolator, but they also have the experience of more than 10 years to take care of your home renovations from blueprint to completion with your thoughts, opinions, and wishes taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Two more things I want to talk about before we get to name of the game in Newman baseball coach Kenny Kerner. One, we need referees. It seems more and more every year games are being pushed or canceled or waiting for referees. I don't understand this because it's a pretty cool gig. You're paid all right for a couple hours of your time to blow some whistles, make some calls, make some people mad. You know, that is kind of fun, right? And enjoy sports. Be part of a game. Be part of a kid's childhood. Be part of a high school environment. Be part of some things that you'll never forget, that people around you will never forget, and you're appreciated. I said in episode 199 when I was talking about football scores and highlights that some games were pushed to different days because of weather. One was because it was too hot. One was because it was raining. But the rest of them were because there was a shortage of refs. They didn't have anybody to field the game, so they had to push it and make these kids wait to play. Big shout out to Tony Aradondo Jr., a.k.a. Dondo, for pointing that out. He listened to his episode, which he was on 199, and was like, hey, bro, you do know that refs weren't there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I was talking to somebody about this and forgot about it, but I did know about the heat and the rain and didn't mention refs. So I had to pinpoint that on this episode because that's sad, man. We got these kids ready to play, ready to go. We're trying to get back in the flow after COVID-19 or during COVID-19, however you want to look at it. And we can't get grown individuals to help these kids live their dreams. And you're getting paid for it. It's not like you're doing it voluntarily. They're not just, hey, put the blue on. Hey, put the stripes on and go to the game with no pay, no food, no love, no appreciation, nothing like that. None at all. We need people to get to the games and help them be played. You know what? I might have to do it too. I might have to at least get my name in the hat. Who knows? But I do do so many other things. It might be kind of tough. We'll see. But I do recommend if you have time, if you love sports, you want to see these kids live their dreams, their memories, their high school years on the field, on the court, playing games that they love, please help out and become an official. Also got to speak about Cam Newton real quick. What a great, crazy, storied 
up down roller coaster year season everything cam is just a roller coaster maybe it's the hair now i don't know such a great player was looked at as like a top five quarterback for a couple years took the panthers to a super bowl even though they got stomped and then like fell off super hard i know there was injuries things like that panthers couldn't really put a lot of awesome people around them at all times but the fall from grace sharp and quick thought he was going to be around for generations and don't get me wrong i mean he's 32 years old he was drafted in 2011 first round first pick after playing at auburn been around for a while but it just seems so quick so fast and maybe it's because we got people like tom brady who is going to play until he's 60 and win 25 super bowls i don't know it just seems like he was the best to not really good in an exceptionally fast pace. But he's out as New England Patriots starting quarterback. Actually, not even on the team. They wave him. Mac Jones getting his opportunity. Our boy, former co-host. He's been on the show a couple times. Tony Milas put on Facebook. I am going to lose myself if Bill Belichick turns Mac Jones into Tom Brady 2.0. And unfortunately, I can see it. I can see it right now. Couple years, New England back in the Super Bowl with Mac Jones being a junior goat. I can see it. I can see it so bad. I really hope it doesn't happen. And if it does, trade him to the Bears. Something. But man, man, Bill Belichick is a wizard. And Mac Jones has all the talent and athletic ability to do whatever he wants. When it comes to cars, Mike's Pro Shop and Sales can do what they want. Because we as humans are aliens, at least some of you. You can't tell me that some of you are not aliens. Like to be clean at all times. We have to stay fresh, smelling good, looking good, teeth shiny, take care of them, hair did, all the works. Well, your car is the same way. It can't be filthy, fungus growing on the back seat, six layers of dust on the dash, coffee stains on the floorboard, no way. Mike's Pro Shop and Sales, located at 204 South Spalding Street in Spring Valley, will give your car the scrub-a-rub-dub it needs and deserves. Mike's disinfects to prevent sickness or the start of another pandemic. Mike's cleans, gets those tough places to reach where all the dirt and grime sits. Mike's rust proofs, so your vehicle stays hole free and has no structural issues. Mike's cares for fabric, extremely important if you have kids spilling everything they touch. Mike's makes the splat of the long drop from the kid past the car seat to the fabric disappear. Mike's is a full body shop and can tend to most automobile needs. And now, new, Mike's is offering pickup and delivery services for your convenience. Contact Mike's Pro Shop and Sales to schedule a pedicure, manicure, and a freshening up for your vehicle at 815-663-2060 or via email at mikesproshop204 at gmail.com. It is time for the name of the game. That's my drum roll, I guess. Name of the game, we're going to go Yahir Diaz. Not only is this dude a goal-scoring stud, but his name is really cool, Yahir Diaz. The prince is here, the champ is here, 
Yair is here. It just rings. It rings a bell. It just sings like, hey, this dude is going to be a fantastic soccer player or a fantastic person in life. Whatever he wants to do, Yahir. I love it. Yahir Diaz, the name of the game. Now it's time to get to another great name, a great coach, a great person to chat with, Newman baseball coach, Kenny Kerner. What a privilege to talk to him and have him on Edge of Your Seat podcast. So let's get to it. Until next time, peace. It was awesome having an IHSA postseason for spring, a.k.a. summer sports, as they got pushed because of COVID-19 regulations and trying to make sure we could get things in. And it was a blast covering, following everything. Schools were setting records and going farthest they could in the playoffs. And we have a guest who did exactly that. Kenny Kerner, head coach for Sterling Newman Baseball, reached a sectional final won it first time in school history man that had to be a great feeling kenny it was the best and i appreciate you having me on brandon it was really a lot of fun yeah usually i do the you know intro and then i'll get into why i have you on but i was like nope i'm talking about this right now because this was so exciting i saw all the twitter love and everything blowing up about your team you know winning that sectional and this is only your second year but really your first year because of covid19 it is. Uh, we got a couple of weeks of practice in in 2020. Uh, I was really excited because we had a young team and we thought we'd be pretty good. And then uh, the pandemic hit. So, uh, yeah, this was the first year and uh, honestly couldn't ask for a better one to get my feet wet in IHSA. So it, it was just a, a really fun ride. So you get your feet wet with a sectional championship. <laughs> Fortunate, too, to have just a, a really great group of kids uh, that were with us and and like I mentioned, you know, we we're just we we're disappointed we didn't get to play in 2020 because we thought that would have been a great year for us to uh, uh, see where we were at with a young group and get uh, get a season in, knowing that then we could make a big run this year. So it uh, kind of came out of nowhere this year and surprised us because we didn't know what we had uh, missing that 2020 season. So definitely. I know we just said feet wet, you said it, and then I repeated it, but it's kind of like you just fully emerged. <laughs> you like did a cannonball into high school baseball. We certainly did, yes. Uh, and, and I wouldn't trade that experience last year for anything. It was so much fun. Definitely. What was it about that team that you were able to do something that no other Sterling Newman baseball team was able to do? The kids were just really resilient. Uh, we had a number of games uh, during the regular season where we were down uh, metal to late of the game and, and the team just found ways to win. They're just super competitive. And, and I think that comes from uh, just, you know, the Newman kids in general, uh, whether you get into uh, success they've had in football or uh, recently under Coach Sharp in basketball. Uh, it's just that, you know, tradition of, of competitiveness and knowing uh, how to win and, and what to do uh, to stay competitive throughout a game so that you have a chance to win. But, you know, this year the kids were just so resilient. And, uh, you know, there's games as a coach where you think you're out and, and, and you play, you know, pitch to pitch, inning to inning. And, and this team just never gave up and never quit. And, and I think, you know, that ended up being the key as we got into the postseason was, was knowing and, and learning how to win those close games. Definitely. And we've 
obviously mentioned COVID-19 a few times and not knowing about the season, there had to be some angst or nervousness that, okay, we missed last year altogether. We're going in. We had no idea if basketball was going to happen. They pushed everything, rearranged everything, and then you finally get to play. There had to have been some things like, oh, my, are we going to miss another year with this amazing team that we have? Yeah, I felt that, too. And, and, you know, compressed. Everything was compressed. So uh, we had football season. You know, the Newman family really pulled together, uh, you know, for football. Um, the football team decided to go ahead and uh, end their season a week early uh, so that the baseball team had a, a chance to have a longer season. It's just such a family atmosphere there. Once that happened and I saw them playing football, you know, you got that hope that you really were going to get a baseball season. And then then you start thinking, boy, it'd be nice to have a postseason too, right, uh, to get a chance to actually do something with the, this team because we thought we'd be pretty good. And uh, just fortunate that uh, things worked out the way they did with the pandemic and things opened back up. And uh, uh, just thankful, thankful now that we did get that chance to go with this group. I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> like You're just so excited <laughs> about this past year that just happened. It, it, it was just a team that I, I enjoyed being around. You know, it's been a tough summer not seeing them every day. Uh, it was just one of the, we, I, we truly enjoyed even going to practice. We competed in practice. Uh the games we had to practice were, were just as intense as what we had uh, playing regular season games. And it, it was just a really I had a good group of seniors, a uh, really strong group of juniors. And then we mixed in, you know, some freshmen and sophomores that really contributed that before the season, I, had, I didn't even know the kids. You know, I had not seen them play before. And it just ended up being just a really special team. And, and we bonded together. It was just really good chemistry. So, yeah, you probably can't hear my voice. I, I miss seeing the kids every day because it was such a fun group. What was your record at the end of the year? We ended up being sixteen and nine. Um, you know, we started eleven and three, and uh, we got into a stretch mid late season where our conference is, I, I think, as tough as anybody's. Uh, you know, we we get uh, Princeton twice, we get St. Bede twice, we get Hall twice every year, and you mix in some local teams like Rock Falls and Sterling and Dixon, and they just everybody has such good baseball programs around here. We ran into a little tough stretch there towards the end of the season where in every game, um, I think we got walked off a couple times and had a, a fluke play on, on another one that we got beaten. Ended up being, I think we had a five-game losing streak there just before we started our regionals. We knew we were good, but I think that helped us too. That The conference is so good. and You've probably seen or heard of the Hall, pit, the, the hall pitching staff as good as anybody, I think, in the state. So. Um, anyway, I think it prepared us, though. Our conference is such a good baseball conference that 16-9, uh, uh, and nine, which we're very proud of, but I, I know that the record doesn't really reflect, I think, uh, how well we played throughout the year. So, Definitely familiar with Hall. I actually covered their two postseason games with WLPO Radio, so I called them against Hersher and against... Marquette in the regional championship. Every single year, Hall is dominant. Princeton has great teams. St. Bede, Bill Booker, I mean, with him as coach, doesn't matter who he has on the roster, they're going to do something. You are totally right. Three Rivers, I think in every sport, it doesn't matter if it's 1A, 2A, you know, borderline 2A, 3A teams, it is really, really tough to get out of that conference in any regional. It is, and, and the coaches and, and the teams that you mentioned, you have the ultimate respect for Coach Booker. Um, I know he ran through some injuries this year, and when we saw him, I think they had uh, football kids still coming back, and didn't surprise me when I saw that he had won another regional championship down there this year. They just do a really good job. 
So now it's your job to keep doing it so you can put your name next to Bill Booker's in the, in the end here. He, he is a standard in this area. At least I believe that. Yeah, I mean, it's something you want to do each year, right? Uh, we had a great season, but obviously it's something I want to do and build that Newman program so that we're looked at in that same light uh, each year. So, yep, that's that's the goal, and that's the work that needs to put in to, uh, to get to a standard like that. So. Definitely. And your first year actually coaching, like I said, second year, first year wiped out because of COVID. I mean, we said you win the first sectional championship. It is the program's fifth regional. I mean, going into this postseason, knowing the kind of team that you had, 16-9 and record is what you finish with. I mean, the teams, even outside of Three Rivers, you get into that regional sectional, they were tough. And you defeated... Freeport, I never say this correctly. Is it Aquin? Aquin? Aquin, yeah. Freeport, Freeport Aquin, yep. You beat them in the sectional final and then run into Newark, another local team, and lose to them 5-3, which, I mean, that was a great game from what I understood. I've seen a couple highlights. I wasn't there. But even in the postseason, man, you guys kept chugging and like, hey, we're doing something never seen before for Sterling Newman. Let's do it awesomely. And that's what you guys did. Yeah, the, the regional, we, you know, you see that as you go in with your subsection and see the teams in it. We knew, you know, Eastland, I think Forreston had one loss going into the seeding. They're always good in baseball. We had Eastland there, who we've run into many a times. Um, and then we saw Freeport Aquin on the other side in Newark. And, and we just knew that sectional, going into any regional sectional, uh, it's going to be a tough road. Uh, I didn't even mention Fulton, who Fulton's a Three Rivers team that traditionally plays 2A and they were down in Class A this year so it was a tough uh, postseason road there were there's so many good teams uh, within that even within that regional you just got to play good baseball I mean, we, we have really good pitching some timely hitting and, and just really didn't make any errors played clean in the field um, you know defensively at times this year we're as good a defense as I, I've seen being around you know high school baseball you know, I tell the kids you know Pitching, you know, you throw strikes, you make plays, and you put the ball in play. Uh, those were our three things this year that we just kept harping on. The kids probably heard me say it a thousand times. Uh, we'll have a chance to win. You know, I said, we got a good group here. And unfortunately for us, uh, we did that in the postseason. I think baseball in class, any class, it doesn't matter what class, is difficult every year. But definitely when you're talking about the 1A bracket, and I'm, you know, visualizing it in my head because I just looked at it. I mean... Every single team on there is usually good, but it just seemed, I don't know if, like, COVID-19 just made people play better, didn't know if they were going to have a season. You know, you couldn't keep talent that stayed, you know, to keep them together for a year, but it just seemed like everybody's baseball team kind of took a step or two above what it normally was, and every single team in that bracket was amazing. There was good baseball throughout the year. I'm not sure if the kids, because of the pandemic, I'm with you on trying to find that reason, but... The, the quality of baseball we saw this year was at a very high level and the quality of pitching. And, you know, even some teams that traditionally have been down within the Three Rivers Conference or the area that we played, I thought improved tremendously. And we saw pitching uh, that was as good as I've seen any year uh, at our 1A or even at a 2A level uh, throughout the year. So I, I agree with what you're saying. I don't, I don't know the exact answer, but I thought the quality of baseball this year was really played at a high level around the area. Kenny, I thought you would have the answer, man. <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I did. I look at those sometimes and I wonder if we'd be better being in a 2A regional than a 1A regional when I saw those teams. I was like, wow. I go, this thing is stacked. So uh, fortunate to get out of that. What does it mean for you as a new coach, 
you knew you were going to have a good team coming in, probably didn't foresee, you know, what you guys were able to do. What does that mean for you coming in to be able to do that for, you know, these players, for the team, for the community, and for the school of Sterling Newman? I think you you have some doubt, probably. I, I know I did coming in. If, you know, what you're doing when you're, you're watching other programs and the success they have, and you hope the time and the effort and, and what you're teaching is is going to pay off in the end. So, I, you know, I think coming in as a first-year coach, especially after having to set out last year, I think you, there's some doubt that creeps in, just wondering if, you know, you're doing the right things. You think you are, and you're putting in a ton of time and effort. You know, I think for, for me, I think it probably just gave me, uh, you know, some confidence that what we are doing and teaching and, and the time we're investing in the kids, you know, is we are doing the right things. Uh, it probably gave me a little bit of validation that, that what we're doing is, is at least – going down the right path you know, for the kids in the program I just that group of kids competed as much as anyone I had, I had been around and, and for them to win that sectional and be the first team in school history to do that I, I just felt really good for them it was kind of a you know it was, it was a long year um, for them you know they ran from what, basketball to football to baseball and really without a break and most of the kids at Newman play you know each of the sports and you know I think there was a point there during the year where kids were tired because uh, they had been going so hard for for so long uh for such a short period of time there and it just was a nice I think it was a nice validation for them that that the time and effort that they put in you know they got rewarded with that sectional final and I think for the program it's a nice thing for us it's you know Newman's traditionally a, a football school and uh the basketball program's had a lot of success lately I know my my oldest son ran through that uh, through a state uh, third place run and, and the baseball program's had some success but you know, it's kind of been an afterthought. I think for us to have that success this year and with the group of kids we had, and we're, we're a young team, it just kind of gives us that encouragement and, and driving for next year as we, you know, have a new group of kids coming in and hopefully it turns into continued uh, numbers. We had, we had really good numbers this year and, you know, hopefully, you know, the success of the program helps continue that so that uh, we're looked at in the same light as that football and, and basketball program is. We've mentioned kids, players couple times but we don't have any names yet let's uh talk some position players and you know what they meant to you on the team let's start with your pitching staff so pitching staff this year we had uh blake wolf uh as a senior um i had coach blake i was the head sophomore coach uh, the year before the pandemic in 19 and blake played for me he mixes his pitch as well pounds the strike zone not overpowering i knew blake would be a kid that would give me a lot of innings i didn't know if blake would be able to get uh, some of the higher end kids out you know when we got into a regional final or sectional final uh, because he didn't have a dominant fastball but boy he had a great year he was a uh, first team all conference first team all area fled the area in innings um i think his strikeout to walk ratio was like five to one he was a kid that really stepped up for us this year and had a big year. Our senior lefty was hurt all year. Uh, he was going to be, uh, probably would have been our starting center fielder, would have let off for us. Uh, had a knee issue um, that developed just before the season started. Uh, went to the doctor and the doctor said, you can't do any more damage to it than what you already have. If you can gut it out, he said, don't worry about it, gut it out. You can have your surgery after the season. We ended up not playing him in the field, not hitting him all year, but he ended up pitching for us. Just, I really appreciated, you know, he gutted things out for us. He, he won the regional semi, won the sectional semi as Elias Hinkle. With him healthy, he would have been even more dominant, but he, he gutted things out. 
you know, we tried to make sure teams didn't know that he had an injured knee so they weren't bunting on us and things like that. And that kid was just really tough, gave us a great year on the mound. You know, then we had a sophomore step up that I had not even seen play before. I thought he might have a chance to play on our varsity team this year. Uh, he ended up uh, winning our what our regional final and our sectional final beat Eklund, uh won both of those games. Uh, Kyle Wolf, Blake's younger brother, Blake, my senior, and just same way, just mixes his pitch as well. and just knows how to pitch. He reminds me of a, you know, old Cub. I like Greg Maddox, you know, back in the day where just could move the ball wherever he wanted and just did a really nice job for us. So those were our three main guys uh, that we rode throughout the year. And we were fortunate enough that, Throughout the year, they didn't have sore arms or any injuries as far as that goes, so we could run them out there every you know four or five days, get their innings in, and get them ready for the postseason. Awesome. Good stuff. You mentioned that you uh, coached sophomore. So before you were the head coach at Sterling, you were with the program previously? Yeah, I've been uh, with Newman Catholic since 2014 and ran the sophomore program, uh, helped out at sophomore level, then had been head coach at sophomore level, uh, was an assistant at the varsity level, uh, just kind of moved between both programs. So yeah, been there since 2014, really enjoyed working with the younger kids. You know, Newman's always had good numbers so that we've been able to have a sophomore and a varsity team. Not all small schools have, but yeah, and it was nice uh, you know, learn the program, learn the conference, um, start to see some of the other coaches uh, and learn you know, how they go about doing their business and what they do, and I think that helped prepare me uh, for when I, I was able to get the head job uh, there in 2020. Let's talk about your batting lineup for this season. Who were your you know, leadoff hitters, the guys that when they came to the plate, you thought were going to make things happen? So it probably all starts with our uh, our senior shortstop, Jake Eggman. Jake was the uh, starting quarterback on the Newman uh, football state title team uh, from 2019. Pretty good kid to have. Uh, tough as nails. Hits left-handed. Play shortstop. Doesn't strike out. Good power gap to gap. The, you know, the running joke for his uh, four years has been he'd never hit a home run in a game. Uh, he had hit one off of me, actually, in batting practice and in practice, and we always denied that it happened, but... <laughs> came up with a huge, huge home run for us in our sectional semi up at Warren. And it was a no-doubter off the bat. As soon as he hit it, we knew it. I tried to ignore him at third. When he came around to shake my hand after hitting his first home run, he just slapped me on the shoulder. He was so excited. So I all started with him. Uh, we had a junior catcher. Uh, also hit lefty. We had a lot of lefties in the lineup. Ethan Van Landua hit third in our lineup. Uh, ended up being our team MVP. Voted on by the kids. Just solid. He had our other home run this year, but he was a he was a solid doubles hitter. Kyle Wolf, I mentioned, who was our sophomore pitcher, uh, he played middle infield. Uh, he ended up leading off for us this year because uh, he works the count so well. Uh, he was a kid that would just take pitches, was not afraid to hit with two strikes and, and with battle. So uh, he was big for us, letting us see those pitches, uh, letting everybody kind of see what kids had, and, and not worried about working counts deep. And then from there, we ran a ton of, we ran a freshman, Brendan Tunick, a lefty. I think he had eight or nine doubles this year. Came within inches of hitting home runs all year, and, and we're on him about that, but a lefty freshman. And then uh, a number of juniors uh, contributed, too. Uh, yeah, my son plays first, uh, Grant Kerner. He's a lefty junior first baseman. Uh, we had another sophomore at third, Nolan Britt, uh, who led the team in hitting. I think he hit 370 this year to lead the team. But uh, we had the two seniors, uh, two seniors that started consistently, and uh, Jake Ackman and Blake Wolf, and then uh, Elias Hinkle, who ended up pitching for us. So, so we were young. Uh, we'll bring a lot of a lot of the team back. 
as a coach is a great thing, right? So Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to touch on as you're going through your players and junior, junior, sophomore. I'm like, wow, wow, like all these guys are coming back except a couple. And of course, those couple, you know, mean the world to this team and they're very, very important. But unfortunately, we go through the cycles where, you know, the seniors leave, we bring in new people. But the core of this group, or at least the outside core of this group, is returning. So in your mind as a coach, there's got to be very high hopes for this upcoming season. It, it, there will be. Um, you know, leadership will be big. Finding uh, that new leader who's going to step up and fill that void that uh, will be left by Jake and, and Blake as seniors. And then pitching. Um, you know, we ran a lot of innings with Blake and Elias uh, as seniors, so we'll have to develop you know, develop a couple more pitchers. But the core of the team bringing back uh, seven position players that started on this team. Uh, so obviously as a coach, that's, that's very encouraging for us. And we'll mix in uh, some younger kids that play down sophomore level this year uh, as well. And really looking for big, big things out of the group coming back as they get a year stronger, you know, a year bigger. Um, but uh, very encouraging as coach. And, you know, I didn't even mention, you know, as a starting outfield, we're bringing back every outfielder that we had and I, I think we're as good as anybody running balls down all year and, and taking away hits from the other team which goes unnoticed at times you know when reading a box score so you know Corey Mullen center fielder the only thing that stopped him I said this year was a fence in right center he was catching everything and uh then the, the freshman Brennan Tunick in right and we'll have uh our left fielder uh, at the end of the year that's Brennan Cook so I I'm just encouraged you know defensively I think I'm not. I'm not worried at all. There, we'll develop a couple pitchers and and you know seven core guys back, so we should be able to put the ball in play and score some runs. You might be a new head baseball coach for a varsity high school program, but you're definitely polished in talking to the media because you just answered like three more questions that I had for you going in. I was curious about how many returning position players you had. You said seven. I wanted to talk about defense. You were talking about your, you know, outfields all returning and they were just as good as anybody tracking down balls. I mean, seems like you had all the pieces for... A great team, that happened, and now as they're coming back, just polish it up a little bit, fill in a couple gaps, and you're going to be right back. Yeah, it's pitching, 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 right? So uh, we'll work this offseason um, and try to develop and make sure that we uh, we have a good pitching, you know, a, a loaded pitching staff again. I, we were fortunate with that this year. I was able to run out, you know, four guys that could get me deep into games as starting pitchers, so... We'll be okay uh, with Kyle Wolf coming back, um, Nolan Britt coming back. They both logged some good innings for us this year. We got a couple other guys that didn't throw as much uh, because of the seniors. Uh, Ethan Van Landu at our catcher is also a pretty good pitcher himself. So we'll develop some pitching, uh, and I think that'll be the key for us. That'll probably tell us how far we go next year. The, you know, the conference is tough. The region will be tough again. We develop some pitching, and we should be competitive and be in games. And, again, it just takes a little luck, uh, you know, uh, as I saw this year, you know, you can have a good team, and, and a lot of teams here you did. Ball bounces one way or the other, as we, you know, we saw in our super sectional game, and it just takes that luck to get to the next step at times. Real quick before we get to games with Edge of Your Seat podcast, did you play baseball when you were in high school, and how far did yeah, you advance? I did. Um, I've been extremely blessed uh, to have uh, two coaches in my life that. Both made their respected Hall of Fames. I was I grew up in a little town called Cullum. I uh, played at Cullum Tripoint. My high school coach was Jim Workman. He's in the Illinois Coaches Hall of Fame. Just a tremendous baseball guy. 
we had some success there. As a sophomore, we won a regional up at Braidwood Reed Custer. Uh, beat some bigger schools. That was back in the two-class system. We were pretty proud of that. And then on co- in college, I went and played uh, down at only Central College. And my college coach was Dennis Conley, and he's in the NJCAA Hall of Fame. He's still there. How many wins Coach Conley's running out now? I think it's over 500. But just blessed with those two guys in my life to teach me the game of baseball, and they both had a passion for it. I went on from only Central and played at Olivet Nazarene uh, for two years and finished my, my college career there. And then from there, I uh, settled in, had a family, and as my kid got to that age then, we, you know, we started a, a travel team here and traveled for a number of years with a, a great group of people up here. So it's baseball's my passion, been in my blood my whole life. So Awesome. Good stuff. And it seems like you're, you know, keeping it going with Newman, so you're you're all tucked into baseball. I absolutely love it. I think it teaches kids so many great lessons, and, you know, it helped me through my life. I think it, you know, gave me that opportunity in college that I may not have had uh, to, uh, you know, to attend uh, college and get the degree, and I just it opens up a lot of doors for you, as, as, as do, you know, many sports, but baseball such, you know, it's, it's an old cliche, but baseball is such a game of failure, and I think you have to have a tough mentality to... Uh, excel in it and I think it just helps you out in so many different ways in life so it's been good to me and I'm just trying to get back through it to the the kids here well coach Kenny Kerner on edge of your seat podcast every single episode every single guest we have play a game and when I introduce them to you you're like these all sound like they'd be a lot of fun so we're gonna play all four of them you're okay with that sounds great sounds great all right, we'll start with the top five. And I was at a family outing yesterday that had a cakewalk, and my family, my direct family, won five cakes. So we're going to do a top five with these five cakes. Sounds awesome. Okay. We're going to offer you chocolate, confetti cake, strawberry shortcake, red devil's cake, and ice cream cake. Okay. So you don't have my favorite cake in this lineup, which is German chocolate. I just mentioned that, but we're going to go strawberry shortcake one, chocolate two, confetti three, ice cream four, and we'll go red velvet five. Definitely. I call it red devils. It's red velvet. That's what it is. Red velvet, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I okay. said it wrong. I guess I'm not a foodie whatsoever. So <laughs> Perfect. Going with the strawberry shortcake number one. Okay. I, I tell you, I, I like German chocolate. That was something yeah, each year growing up for my birthday parties I used to get, which I don't think anybody else ate, which was not a big hit with the other kids and family members. But uh, outside of that now, if you if you get me anywhere with uh, it's got strawberry shortcake, that's, that's, I'm all about that. So, yes. Definitely. Is the German chocolate kind of like got caramel in it or something? Or? It's got the caramel and the coconut and, and, yes. and not a lot of fans. I, I haven't seen around for that, but that is my favorite. So It is good. It is good. I don't know where I would put it on a list, but it is good. Yes. Let's move on to now and then. You are a Chicago Cubs fan. So your Chicago yes. Cubs favorite player on the roster now and of all time. Well, I think now it's Chris Bryant. I just love the way he plays the game. I think he's so flexible and versatile. His ego doesn't get in the way when they move him around to different positions. I'm going to be sad to see him go because I'm sure they're not signing Chris again. But Chris Bryant for sure today uh, for those reasons. Uh, Growing up uh, as a kid, the 84 Cubs uh, were huge in my life. Ryan Sandberg was my favorite player there. Probably not too many surprises. I love Greg Maddox as a pitcher. I was a pitcher. I love watching Maddox pitch. And I'm, a, I'm not a big guy, and he was not a big guy. And I love watching how he could 
uh, get guys out uh, just by placing the ball and changing speeds. But uh, Sandberg was my favorite player, I think, growing up. I was pretty impressionable in that 84 season uh, when he was the MVP. So, yep, Sandberg and Bryant, I would say. Very good picks. We're going to detour from this game just for one quick second because, I mean, 2016, Cubs win the World Series. Everybody, oh my gosh, they could do this for two, three, four more years. They got all these young guys locked in the contracts, and they have done pretty much nothing. Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, Wilson Contreras, you know, we can list all these young, talented guys, and for some odd reason, don't know if it's pitching, don't know what it is, but they cannot click and get back to that mountaintop. You know, it's uh, it's funny, because I use that as uh, kind of some preaching and teaching for my Newman Central Catholic team to let them know that, yeah, we got seven guys coming back next year, but nothing's guaranteed, right? Take advantage of what's going on now. And that's kind of how we preach this year. So not to, I guess, divert from the Cubs, but you just don't know, right? I mean, anybody would have thought the Cubs were set up for multiple World Series runs, and it didn't happen. And and who knows? I think some of it, you know, sometimes it's chemistry. You know, you lose a guy or add a guy. Uh, some of it's luck, I think. And so we have used that in teachings at, you know, at the high school level because you just don't know each year. you got to take each year uh, on its own and, and make sure you make the most of it. I'm glad you said that because I think it's important as a coach on any level to take kind of popular pop culture references or things that kids see. Obviously, they're paying attention to the Cubs. They're paying attention to the White Sox and how they draft and how they use their pitchers and how they use things. So to incorporate that into your coaching philosophy and say, hey, look what's going on here. And, you know, that could happen to us if we don't do this. Like, I think that is a sign of a great coach, to be completely honest. You know, with the with the young kids, I don't think there's anything more effective than what's going on in pop culture or in current athletics uh, in trying to do those teachings with the kids. And I love Twitter. I'm a Twitter guy. And every day on Twitter, you can get examples of uh, people not drafted that ended up being all-stars and this and that. So I try to pull things out of my Twitter feed every day when we're in the season and at practice and try to use those current teachings. Hey, look. You know, you may not be doing this right now, but look what this guy did. So I agree with you 100%. I, I, I think it's so important to try to incorporate that with the kids. I think we just had some learning lessons right there on this podcast. <laughs> 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 Let's get back to these games. All right, we're going to do a rank them. And since Space Jam just came out, Space Jam A New Legacy, let's do a rank them with six Looney Tunes characters. Okay. We're going to take Bugs Bunny off the table because I think he's a consensus, number one, for anybody that grew up in the Looney Tunes era. Okay, sure. Yep, we agree. So, your six. They're going to rank them. You can start with one or six, go top to bottom, whichever way you choose. But we're going to go Taz, Tasmanian Devil, Daffy Duck, Tweety, Porky Pig, Elmer Fudd, or Sylvester. Wow, that is a, they could all be one, right? Um, outside of Bugs Bunny, that is a really, really good list. Who do we want, let's go with, uh, I love Daffy, we're going to go Daffy Duck, we're going to go Elmer Fudd, I love a Porky Pig, we'll go one, two, three there. Do you have Taz on there? I do. Taz, and then who are the last two, did I miss? Sylvester. Sylvester and Tweety. Oh, Sylvester, Sylvester could be up there too. I'll go Sylvester and then Tweety. Tweety's probably going to be at the end for me. Man, I could rank any of those other ones. Anyway, they're all great characters. And there's probably other ones, too, that I'm not thinking of. But, yeah, that, that's how we'll go. I Lo- love each of them, though. They're all great. There's a couple in the movie that are not even on this list. Lola, I don't really think as her as a, you know, 
typical yeah. Looney Tunes character, but the granny, the granny has a spot <laughs> in the movie. You're like, man, she just kind of like stole the show. So it's, it's yeah. <laughs> uh, just brings that good memories of all those characters. I love them. And that was the cool thing about Looney Tunes because they had so many different characters and so many different segments, and they all caught your attention. They did. They did. It's just really good memories as a kid watching them. It is. The last game we're going to have you play is Hot Potato. I'm going to toss you two people, places, food items, items of whatever we decide to choose. You pick which one you like best. Sound good? Sounds great. Yeah. We'll start easy. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. Ford or Chevy? Chevy. Car or truck? Truck. Michael Jordan, LeBron James? Michael Jordan. <laughs> I, like, I like how you said that. Bugs Bunny, Mickey Mouse? Bugs Bunny. And one more, you're going on a vacation. Rather be somewhere with mountains or somewhere on the beach? It's so funny you brought that one up because we usually alternate every year. I'm a mountain guy. The wife's uh, more beach, but we try to rotate. So we just got back from the beach this year, uh, but I would go mountains in mine. So, yes. Perfect. Well, Coach Kenny Kerner, Sterling Newman Baseball, thank you so much for joining us, sharing your excitement about what the team did this year, winning the program's first sectional championship, fifth regional, and, you know, what you have coming back and everything awesome going on with your program. Thank you so much for spending some time with us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you.